Well, hello there. This is Evangelist Timothy Gruber here at the Word of the King. Holiness Bibles for the Blind. Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 4 tells us that where the Word of the King is, there is power. We may say unto him, What doest thou? And today, in the Word of the King, uh, my brother Jay Wolfgang is going to bring forth a message to you, straight from the infallible, inerrant, perfect, preserved Word of God. Uh, I pray now, may the incredible seed of the Word of God, which lives in Nevada forever, by the power of the Holy Spirit, minister to your soul. Lord Jesus, we want to thank you, Lord, for this time, Lord. We want to thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. We ask you, Lord, that you would just bless, Lord. We've had many requests over the months, Lord, some that have come that have been the same over and over, Lord. Lord, uh, Tim and his need for his Rebecca. Lord, we know, Lord, that you somehow will meet that need. Lord, right now also, Tim, as he is getting ready to once again head to your land, Lord, your promised land, the land which you said, Lord, in your word, would be a land flowing with milk and honey. Lord, we ask you, Lord, as you would see fit, Lord, and if you would see fit, Lord, to open that door, Lord, as he would get ready here in 2016 to go, Lord, we ask you to open that door, Lord, that he would be able to go to bring forth your word of you, Lord Jesus, Yeshua, to your people. Lord, open hearts, Lord, soften hearts, Lord, touch them, Lord. We ask you, Lord, to touch those who are not saved, Lord. Bring them to you, Lord Jesus. For the many people, Lord, that we've been praying for on our prayer list that need to be healed, Lord, you know their needs, Lord. We ask you to touch them, Lord. We ask you, Lord, now, as we get ready to bring forth this message, Lord, and as we look back, as Deacon Stephen did, Lord, help us to look back once. Not as Lot's wife did in sin, but in a time of reflection on your grace and your mercy and all the things that you've done for us. And then, Lord... After we've taken a look back, help us to lay, take a look at our present and ask, are we like the church of Acts, the beginning church where they were trying to bring in the Old Testament law 
and trying to put in a law of bondage once again. Are we trying to do just that? Are we trying to look back? So tonight, Lord, help us, Lord, as we look back. And as we, Lord, when we look back, look back, but to you. In the name of Jesus, amen. All right, so tonight, I'd like us to think on that very subject, looking back, not to sin, but to Jesus. Looking back, not to sin, but to Jesus. All right, Tim, we're going to let you be our reader. The first one is going to be Acts chapter 7. The whole chapter, just go ahead, Tim, just read us the whole thing, straight shot through, and then we're going to take a look at it. Acts chapter 7, Rick. That's right. Joseph was made known to his brethren. 
too, was made known to Pharaoh. Then sent Joseph, called his father Jacob to him and all his kindred, three score and fifteen stoles. Saying unto Aaron, 
make us gods to go before us. Last for this Moses, which brought us out of the land of Egypt, and what not has become of him. They made a calf in those days and offered sacrifice unto the idol, and rejoiced in the work of their own hands. And God turned and gave them up to worship the host of heaven, as it is written in the book of the prophets. We house of Israel, and he offered to me slain beasts, sacrifices by the space of forty years in the wilderness. Yet he took up the tabernacle of Moloch, the star of your God, Ruthan. Figures which he made to worship them, and I will carry you away beyond Babylon. Our fathers with the tabernacle of, wor- of witness in the wilderness, as he had appointed, speaking of Moses, they should make it according to the fashion that he had seen. Which also our fathers that came after brought in with Jesus into the possession of the Gentiles, and God drave out before the face of our fathers into the days of David. Found favor before God and desired to find a tabernacle for the God of Jacob. Solomon built him a house. Obviously, the most high dwelt not in temples made with hands, as saith the prophet. Heaven is my throne, the earth is my footstool. What house will ye build me, saith the Lord? What is the place of my rest? Have not my hand? Made all these things, ye stiff-necked and uncircumcised at heart and ears, ye do always resist the Holy Ghost. As your fathers did, so do ye. Which of the prophets have not your fathers persecuted? And they have slain them which shared before the coming of the just one, whom ye have been now the betrayers and murderers. They have received the law by the dispensation of angels and have not kept it. When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart. They gnashed from them with their teeth. But he being full, the Holy Ghost went steadfastly into heaven. Saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God. And said, Behold, I see the heavens open. The Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. And they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears, ran upon him with one accord, cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at a young man's feet whose name was Saul. And they stoned Stephen, calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin of the charge. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Wow. Now, that's a way to look back to Jesus. You notice, he didn't look back as Lot's wife did, wanting the sin of the city of Sodom. No, he looked back. He looked back in his history And he told these people stuff they already knew. (laughs) But stuff, what? They didn't want to hear. They knew this stuff, but they didn't want to hear it. Tim, you, you know how it goes. You know how it goes. You tell people stuff. They know it's the gospel. They know it's the truth. 
but they just don't want to hear it. They ain't going to want to hear it, especially when it's the Bible and they know it's the Bible, but they just don't want to hear it. And you notice what they did at the end? They heard it, but as we heard in the last word of the king, the last message, they got offended. Because of the cross, because of Jesus, they got offended. It was became an offense to them. They stopped up their ears. They got mad. They didn't get glad again. It hurt their itty-bitty feelings. They began to cry. And they gave Stephen a rock concert in his honor. And no, it had nothing to do with Led Zeppelin. And they rocked him to sleep. And it had nothing to do with a cradle either. This is what happens when you tell the truth. And you tell the truth and the people just don't like it. Well, what you got to do is you got to stand firm. And don't worry about if people are going to get offended. They're going to get offended anyway. Jesus told the truth and, well, the Pharisees and Sadducees, he called them a bunch of whited sepulchers and full of dead men's bones. They got mad. John the Baptist called them a bunch of vipers. They got mad. Well, that doesn't stop us from telling the truth. The fact is, if it's true, all you got to do is say the truth, and if they get it hurts them, and they get offended, you just got to tell it the way it is. And look, tell it in love. You tell the truth in love. But if it hurts their itty-bitty feelings, well then, they're just going to have to get over it. Now, the, actually, I decided the next text, I'm going to let Ruthie read. Ruthie says she's up to it, so we'll let her do it. Our other text tonight, we're going to now kind of look a little bit more in the present, but it's kind of looking also back at the past, at one of the first churches, and we're going to see our present churches in the past and how they reacted in that they wanted to bring the law back into the New Testament church and tell the believers that they had to follow all the Mosaic law, saying you got to keep the Ten Commandments and all that stuff. Well, we know who that crowd is. I'm going to bring it to you. And that is Acts chapter 15. We're going to have Ruthie read the whole chapter for us here. And certain men which came down from Judea taught the brethren and said, Except ye be circumcised after the manner of Moses, you cannot be saved. When therefore Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension and disputation with them, they determined that Paul and Barnabas and certain other of them should go up to Jerusalem unto the apostles and elders about this question. And being brought on their way by the church, they passed through uh, Phoenix and Samaria 
declaring the conversion of the Gentiles, and they caused great joy unto all the brethren. And they, when, when they were come to Jerusalem, they were received of the church and of the apostles and elders, and they declared all things that God had done with them. But there rose up certain of the sect of the Pharisees, which believed, saying, that it was needful to circumcise them and to command them to keep the law of Moses. And the apostles and elders came together for to consider of this matter. And when there had been much disputing, Peter rose up and said unto them, Men and brethren, ye know how that a good while ago God made choice among us that the Gentiles by my mouth should hear the word of the gospel and believe. And God, which knoweth the hearts, bear them witness, giving them the Holy Ghost, even as he did unto us. And put no difference between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. Now, therefore, why tempt ye God to put a yoke upon the neck of the apostles, which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear? But we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved even as they. Then all the multitude kept silence and gave audience to Barnabas and Paul, declaring what miracles and wonders God had wrought among the Gentiles by them. And after they had held their peace, James answered, saying, Ben and brethren, hearken unto me. Simeon hath declared how God at the first did visit the Gentiles to take out of them a people for his name. And to this agree the words of the prophets as it is written. After this I will return and will build again the tabernacle of David which is fallen down. And I will build again the ruins thereof and I will set it up. That the residue of men might seek after the Lord and all the Gentiles upon whom my name is called. Saith the Lord who doeth all these things. Known unto God are all his works from this be the beginning of the world. Wherefore my sentence is, that we trouble not them which from among the Gentiles are turned to God, but that we write unto them that they abstain from pollutions of idols, and from fornication, and from things strangled, and from blood. For Moses of old time hath in every city them that preach him, being read in the synagogues every Sabbath day, and pleased at the apostles and elders with the whole church to send chosen men of their own company to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas, namely Judas surnamed Barnabas and Silas chief men among the brethren. And they wrote letters by them after this manner, the apostles and elders and brethren send greeting unto the brethren which are of the Gentiles in Antioch and Syria and Cilicia. For as much as we have heard that certain which went out from us have troubled you with words, subverting your soul, saying, You must be circumcised and keep the law, to whom we gave no such commandment. It seemed good unto us, being assembled with one accord, to send chosen men unto you by our beloved Barnabas and Paul, men that were, or that have, excuse me, hazarded their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have sent, therefore, Judas and Silas, who shall also tell you the same things by mouth. For it seemed good 
to the Holy Ghost and to us to lay unto you no greater burden than these necessary things, that ye abstain from meats offered to idols and from blood and from things strangled and for fornication and for, for which it would we keep yourselves, ye shall do well. Fare ye well. So, when they were dismissed, they came to Antioch, and when they had gathered the multitude together, they delivered the epistle, which, when they had read, they rejoiced for their consolation. And Judas and Silas, being prophets also themselves, exhorted the brethren with many words, and confirmed them. And after they had uh, tarried there a space, they were let go in peace from the brethren unto the apostles. Notwithstanding, it pleased Silas to abide there still. Paul also and Barnabas continued in Antioch, teaching and preaching the word of the Lord with many others also. And some days after, Paul said unto Barnabas, let us go again and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they do. And Barnabas determined to take with them John, whose surname was Mark. But Paul thought not good to take him with them, who departed from them from Pamphylia and went not with them to the work. And the contention was so sharp between them that they departed asunder one from the other, and so Barnabas took Mark and sailed unto Cyprus. And Paul took Silas and departed, being recommended by the brethren unto the grace of God. And he went through Syria and Cilicia, confirming the churches. All right. Now. All right. Good old, good old there. Paul and the apostles had a little problem they had to deal with. It had nothing to do with one plus one. And this had nothing to do with X plus Y equals Z. One of those algebraic expressions. This had to do with some so-called Pharisaic-stick uh, snobs. I'll say that again. Pharisaic-stick snobs who got into the church, the body of Christ, body of believers, got in there and said, Well... You know, yeah. In order to be saved, you gotta show that you're saved by. You gotta live the law. You gotta be circumcised, and you gotta keep all this mosaic law stuff. Uh, well, Tim knows who a group without having to mention a name, but we'll just give the initials HR. <laughs> that teaches that nonsense today. Kind of charismatic. They try to bring that nonsense back. Tell you if you don't speak Hebrew, say Jesus' name in Hebrew, 
and all this other nonsense, you're not saved. But quite a bit of it is a bunch of cult. Waiting for Tim to finish out that series. He got part of the way, but we're waiting for that to get finished. That'd be a good series to finish up on. But, you know, that's a big cult. Hebrew roots movement. They want you into that junk. But see, the fact is, the fact is, we see the beginnings of that nonsense way back. That's not new. Everybody thinks that's a new fad. <laughs> not new at all. That's older than the hills, just about, as they say down there, down south. That's older than the hills. That, that stuff's old. It's right there in the book of Acts. Some of the first churches were doing that nonsense. We got a bunch of believers trying to tell got these Jewish believers who got saved and they're trying to tell a bunch of Gentiles well you gotta be Jewish in order to be saved wait a minute you don't have to be Jewish to be saved all you need to be is saved all you need is Jesus and all I need to say is this in closing, and I'm going to have kind of Tim give us a kind of helping hand here as we close. He always brings up in the word of the king this. The works of the law. And how that the works of the law, technically, even though they're used as a schoolmaster, they do not save us. So as we have Brother Tim kind of Give us a synopsis of the law. He does such a good job on this. I want him to help us in this message, kind of like a little tag team. Uh, The thing is, the law cannot save us. Only Jesus can. So as we have him go through a real quick rundown of the law, as our schoolmaster, remember, it's not the works of the law, but it's what Jesus did for you and look back at what Jesus did for you in dying on the cross to be the fulfillment of this law. Tim. Exodus chapter 20. God spake all these words saying, I am the Lord thy God which has brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image, or any likeness of anything that is in the heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children, under the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, stream mercy to thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless. Take it, his name in vain. 
remember the seventh day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work. The seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. And if thou shalt not do any work, thou or thy son, or thy daughter, nor thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. For six days the Lord made heaven and earth, sea, and all that in them is. The rest of the seventh day, over the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed Honor thy father and thy mother that thy, land, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Thou shalt not covet that which thy neighbor's house. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is thy neighbor's. Oh, we're told, but as many as are the works of the law are under the curse, for cursed be everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. We're told in the book of Galatians. Oh, but here it is. But God committed his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Repent ye, and believe the gospel, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved, and the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, shall cleanse you from all sin, for if we confess our sins... He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Menial, moral, sin, whatever you call it, all unrighteousness. God is faithful to forgive those who confess their sins to him through faith in Jesus Christ, his death, burial, and resurrection alone. For by grace he is saved through faith in that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works. Call upon the Lord today. This is Evangelist Timothy Groover. Till next time, God bless you and yours.